The evolution of storytelling has had its peaks and its valleys. But something we've learned in the 21st century is how a commentary on current storytelling can surpass even the most famous of your grandfather's bathroom readers. What I found in my personal research is that Vanderpump Robs does it right. So stay tuned and pay attention to the subtleties because you're about to have your ears melted. In a good way. Previously on Vanderpump Rules. It's been the most sexually fulfilled last two weeks of my life. Let me tell you that one. It's like a subliminal message you're sending Stasi, having sex in bathrooms with her. I, I, she's not my girlfriend. She's emotionally invested in this. You are so fake. You're going to sit here and talk about how you're not a ghetto bitch and how you don't pull hair. You're going to send me text messages harassing oh, me. Oh, I totally did. I hate that you would ever... They just disrobe and that sort of replaces words. I think that sort of creates this false intimacy. I'll take she does this all the time. Like, I'm over this whole okay, all right, I'll handle it. Thank you. I'm just so disgusted with Stassi's behavior. I get upset. It's not even like something I can control. It's just like this immediate emotional response. I want to cry when I think about it. I have to write this and figure this out. Pandora is so freaking mad at me right now. So tell me about this blog. I'm so over you calling it a blog. Like seriously. I can't believe that I have to deal with you. You should find someone else today. Welcome to Vanderpump Robs. It's a sexy, unique recap podcast hosted by me, Rob Schulte. Today I welcome back Courtney Soliday to talk Vanderpump Rules Season 1, Episode 7, In Love with Someone Else. But before that, I have a phone call to make. Hello, this is Bill Tilly. Hey Bill, it's uh it's uh it's your friend Rob. Rob oh, Rob Schulte, Robs, you know, I from the podcast world. Oh, Robs, of yeah. course. Of, yes. of course it's uh, you. I was just thinking about you. Oh, well, I I'm glad I only had to jog your memory once. I've got to talk to my receptionist about screening these calls. Uh, yeah, sure. What's on your mind, Robs? Okay, so I'm working on this week's episode, and usually we do something fun at the beginning of episodes. Like, I'll come up with a trading card idea, and then you will wave your magic wand, and just like that, it's available the next day. Yes, uh, my magic wand that uh, surely does exist and in no way causes me endless amounts of stress and work. Well, I wanted to call to say thank you for all of that hard work and that I feel like it's time you and I should let the audience in on a little something. All right. I I think it's time for that too, Robs. I think the audience has more than earned it, especially with everybody needing a little bright spot in their in their day these days. So, why don't you let them have it? So, the cards were a fun little thing like what if we tr- created cards and traded them like baseball cards and it would just be this fun little underground thing and then the spark hit us it was like what if it was actually a fun party game like cards against humanity one of these like really easy pick up and go party games because the people at VPR like to party uh, yes, they have made it well known by video <laughs> and Instagram and uh, an endless string of, of tipped over glasses and restaurants all across this fine, fine world where better <laughs> resorts are found. Well, Bill, I wanted to ask you to let the people know kind of a overall idea of this game without giving too much of the key ingredients away. We got to keep that special sauce. 
you don't want to just put it all out there and just skinny dip in the surf immediately by episode three or four. You got to give them a little, little something to think about. Yeah, don't rip the chunky sweater off yet. No, no, chunky sweater on. Maybe, you know, go out in the parking lot, but sweater, <laughs> keep it on. It's necessary. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the main thing about these shows and a lot of things is people want to kind of be involved now. I was just thinking of it this morning, you know, back in the day, we would watch all these primetime soaps and Dallas and these things where you would watch these elegant people live elegant lives. And then it's become where we want to see the people. We want to be those people. Reality's just kind of in. And one thing you want to do with these groups when you're watching them is you're like, I'd like to go to that place. I'd like to do these things. And maybe you don't even want to do them in their crazy way, but what better way to do it than with a little bit of role play? So we're developing a, a, a fun little game. We're still working on it. Still have to get the rights to things and such. But yeah, it's just in, overall, we want to give everybody a little taste of, you know, just playing that kind of VPR lifestyle and, you know, something you could do quick and easy and, uh, and certainly do over a nice round of drinks in a short amount of time and just have a little fun with it. Absolutely. I completely agree. And that's why I'm glad to have you on the team, man. Well, I'm proud to be here. Plenty of cards in the works right now. We're in the testing phase, but it's going to be fun. And I'm proud of you, Bill, for recently catching all the way up with every single episode of Vanderpump Rules. That's a testament to you, Robs, because <laughs> I've seen some of these shows before. I'd actually seen Housewife shows back in the day. It was one of those things where, you know, you turn the TV on and you kind of still watch what's on. So, and I hadn't done it in a long time, but when you started your show and I want everybody to be very clear. I don't give any praise that's not due. If I don't like a thing, I don't say I like it and I don't retweet about it if I don't believe it's any good. So I watched the show after listening to your show to match it up and that's what prompted me to mainline <laughs> or should I beer bong every episode of this show. So I am current. Uh, I couldn't stand the thought of not being current because we're going to talk about current things, but uh, you did a great show and you got me hooked on these people and they got me hooked on themselves. So it was very much, a, to put it in terms of the show, a James Kennedy situation. I just could not help myself. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm in deep. I'm in very, very deep. Well, Bill, I've got a little snippet sneak peek that you're going to hear before anyone else. But at the Ooh. time people get to hear this episode, it will have happened the day prior so if you're doing your math correctly, Bill, this afternoon, I have been asked to join Peter Madrigal, friend of the podcast, uh -huh. yes. on his inaugural YouTube live video. Excellent. That is well-deserved. That is awesome. I'm very, very excited. And, uh, you know, you hear it first. I, you know, there's only so much I can give back to you, Bill. So I just wanted to make sure... That at this moment, you've got everything I can give. I, I've never felt closer to you, Rob. <laughs> Please don't stop. Please don't stop. That's, I will not. That's all I say. But that's that's great. I encourage everybody who, whenever you hear this, please go listen to the show. Go listen to all of Rob's shows. And go check out uh, all the stuff on YouTube. Rob's has his own channel now. Peter's over there. But that's a real fun time with Peter. He has a, he's a really personable guy. He's a, he seems like a really great dude, and it's great that you guys have hooked up in a way that has given you an in, man. And you are forget six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You are one degree of Peter Madrigal. Oh. You're inches away from from Villa Rosa. It's <laughs> it's going to happen, Rob. It's going to happen. Season nine, you're in my sights.
Anyway, Bill, I should probably get to this recap. There's more to this episode to be had. There is so much more. Oh, so much. It's it's going to be a wonderful thing. Uh, get to it, Rob. I'm I tip my happy hour glass of uh, virtual Pinot Grigio in your direction. All right, man. I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Rob. Well, that's Bill for you. Let's get into the recap. It's a beautiful sunny day in Los Angeles. 77 degrees, blue skies, and Jax and Laura Lee are headed to a couple's sauna. After a talk with the shop owners, Jax lets us know that this is not his thing, and he doesn't want to be there. In the sauna, Laura Lee talks about how she shouldn't have taken her Prozac this morning. Uh, more on that in the interview. Jax makes a shitty comment about Laura Lee's dad. You ass! My father's in prison! No, I don't! <laughs> and we find out that she is an established actor who went to Juilliard. She also has a big audition coming up. She's not going to let anything get in the way of that. After the sauna, Laura Lee gets real with Jax about thanking him for helping her get clean. She's recently relapsed in her alcohol addiction. Jax makes her feel bad about it and is basically planting the seeds to break up with her. On the other side of town, Katie visits Stassi and Stassi's new puppy, Venice, named after the beach. Stassi tells Katie about the breakup with Frank. Katie desperately tries not to say, I told you so. Never got a chance to be on my own after Jax, and I jumped into this relationship so quickly that I feel content and at peace with just doing what I want and what's going to make me happy. And back at Sir, Lisa asks friend of the podcast Peter Madrigal, and Katie, to be in charge of a special event she's planning. These two are going to staff the entire event, but they're not sure if they should ask Sheena, because Brandy may be at the party. So later on, Sheena and Katie are chilling at a rooftop pool, having a couple cocktails, then Stassi arrives with her laptop in hand, because she's got a column to finish. Kristen isn't there, but there's a debate on if she should be invited for a second time. She's already been invited once, why do they have to call again? This is like when people schedule a meeting and then text you 20 minutes before and are like, is the meeting still on? If no one texts her, she'll be like, oh, well, you guys didn't want care. me there. I don't care. Then she shouldn't be playing stupid games. Like, I don't want to show up and see if someone texts me. Why don't you just be an adult, be a woman, and show up if you want to come? Yeah. Don't wait for somebody Soon after that, Kristen arrives late due to being hungover. There's an awkward stench in the air, and the ladies aren't able to tell each other what they say about each other behind each other's backs. The problems with Stassi, Katie, and Kristen pale in comparison to with what Laura Lee is dealing with. We see her and Jax at an AA meeting. Laura Lee opens up about all the trouble she's been in, and after the meeting, Jax thinks this is the best time to break up with her. I want to repeat that. Laura Lee invited Jax to an AA meeting, the first one she's gone to after she relapsed, and then after that, Jax breaks up with her. I just don't want to jump into it. I'm so uncomfortable right now. I need to go for a walk. I need to go for a walk. At Lisa's house, Pandora, Lisa's daughter, shows up to fill her in on a problem with Stassi. Another one. Stassi ain't hitting her deadlines, and Lisa thinks that the pain in the ass factor doesn't outweigh the success of the column. And then Stassi shows up so that Lisa and Pandora can have a chat with her. She needs to shape up. Stassi explains how she's had a rough few months, Lisa and Pandora could really care less, but they listen to her and let her explain herself. 
Stasi promises to pull it together, and Lisa lets her know that she has one more chance. Tom, Jax, and Tom all decide to go work out in the park. They talk about gals and their relationships. Jax thinks he's too good of a boyfriend. Sandoval gets it. He's like, of course there's going to be symptoms of a rebound, even if Jax didn't think there was. He also has another thought. Stasi comes across as a very possessive person. She must regard men that she's had past relationships with as almost like a possession or something. Jax doesn't quite think the same as Sandoval, and Schwartz reminds them all just to take things day by day. And back at Sir, Peter's assigning sections to the servers. Stasi doesn't like that she has the same section as Laura Lee, and I guess doesn't remember that Lisa wants her to shape up and stop causing problems. Anyway, Laura Lee approaches Stasi to let her know that she won't be intimidated. And in return, Stasi makes fun of Laura Lee's voice. The argument continues until Stasi tells Laura Lee that Jax has been texting her that he misses her. Co-owner of Sir Guillermo tells the ladies to stop arguing. Both Laura Lee and Stasi want to leave work, but Guillermo can only let one person leave. And that person is Stasi. Later that night, we meet up with Lisa and Ken at the Viper Room. Her son, Max, is playing a show with Sandy. It's incredible. After the shred fest, we go back to Sir, where the staff are confused about who's working what position. Sheena is pissed that she had to skip an audition because she was specifically asked to work Lisa's dinner. But now that Brandy will be there, everything is screwed up. Sheena cries in the bathroom, and Lisa gives her a bit of tough love. Lisa's just like, hey, it's only been two weeks since you talked to Brandy. My guests have to come first at my restaurant. Luckily, Kristen says she can cover what needs to be covered, and Sheena calls her boyfriend Shay to come pick her up. She's not working today, either. Later that night, Jax is crying at the bar. He asks to talk to Stassi in private, and he lets her know that he still has feelings for her and that he's broken it off with Laura Lee. Once again, an example that Jax is really good at telling people what they want to hear. I want to prove to you and earn trust back, which is so broken and it's so battered to the ground right now. I know yeah. that. But I'm trying to better myself. I know I can be the person that you want. I know I can. Stasi will believe it when she sees it. The next day at work, Laura Lee confronts Jax at the bar. She wants some closure on their relationship, and Jax ain't gonna have this conversation at work. The whole situation is awkward. He's fixing drinks for customers, relatively level-headed for Jax, but Laura Lee calls him a coward and claims that him and Stassi are bullying her to get out of there. But she says they're stuck with her until she books a job. What was your favorite part of today's episode? Use the hashtag VPROBS and let me know. After the break... Courtney Soliday joins me once again with some red-hot issues about this episode. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Brittany, this podcast is made possible by our supporters on Patreon. That's so true. 
this is a labor of love. We enjoy every show that we create together, but we were able to bring another person onto the team, and that's Jeremy, and we can pay him through the people who give us like five bucks a month over on Patreon. It's awesome. It's amazing. We're so glad to have Jeremy, and we appreciate having supporters like our Patreon members, and we want more. More the merrier. Yeah, it's true. You pay seven dollars for netflix but you can also pay for any sort of content that you enjoy um this is no guilt to anyone these podcasts are free but if you enjoy it for the price of a cup of coffee you can get us some happiness some payment to someone who helps us and bonus episodes the more patrons we have the more episodes we can do. Imagine, I mean, let's come up with the number. Let's just say 6,000 patrons. Sure. <laughs> we would just do episodes every day. It's true. Every single day we would do an episode. I mean, the, just think about that. So I think our, our big goal is 6,000 patrons. Yeah. And let's just say this year, because we don't know what year, what we're counting by, which Gregorian calendar... Uh, we'll start with trying to get 50 patrons. How about that? Yeah, let's just start with 50. Yeah, and then we'll 6,000 will be step two. But the only way we're going to do that is people go to patreon.com slash pinkjeans and uh, pledge their support. That's right. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Vanderpump Robs. I'm Rob, and this is my show, and this is the second half of the show. It's episode seven. You're in it for the long haul. You know how we do this. This second half, I bring on a guest who has points of discussion that they need to bring out from the meat of the episode we have recapped today. I'm here once again with Courtney Soliday. You know, producer on the exchange rate with Monet Exchange. You remember this from episode two. We got this. It's a great show and a great guest. Welcome. What's up? I'm back. What's up, Vanderpump Rob? <laughs> yes. Here we are. You know, I am getting lots of DMs since the last show. And I just have to say thank you, everyone. Except for those of you who send really mean things in the DM. Don't do that. Be a better person. You know what we didn't talk about last time? And can you tell I'm on a lot of coffee right now? <laughs> um, I think that this podcast, it's getting listeners. We're growing. I think I should have a panel at BravoCon. The That's next right. BravoCon. 100%. I think I could do it. I think we could have all the guests come on again. And uh, maybe even uh, people that we don't anger that are cast members of this show. Who knows? So Which, Peter. Yeah. Peter! <laughs> You, I, I mean, you'd buy a ticket, right? Uh, 100%. I would love to go. I'd guess this, I would love though. to go. All guests of the pod, friends of the pod, get guest tickets. So. <laughs> we're on your press list. Yeah, of course. You get a laminate. All right. We're here today to talk about episode seven of Vanderpump Rules, In Love with Someone Else. Wow, so much is going on. Like, this is a good one. I miss Laura Lee, to an extent. <laughs> I looked up her IMDb page. Oh. And... I'm not exactly sure what the, you know, she's not in season two of Vanderpump Rules. We all know this, but I'm not sure what movie or show she booked 
that got her out of there in the season finale, which we'll get to next episode, everyone. But she keeps saying in this episode, like, you're stuck with me until I book a job. And boy, that comes quick. Yeah. Man, she's powerful. She's been through a lot and uh, does not fit in with any of the other cast members, unfortunately. She's had some mean things texted to her and said to her directly. Oh, yeah. Now, I already know your thoughts on Peter. What are your thoughts on Laura Lee? I find her entertaining. I feel bad for her a little. As we'll get into, we found out her dad is in prison, which is, I'm sure, rough. Yeah. Uh, to say the least. Um, Jax, we're not sure what's going on there. I mean, she's taking him to like her sauna health care thing that she, she always to goes do. to. It's like a boyfriend thing. Yeah. And like you see at the beginning of the episode that they're like, you know, a lot of people do it together so that they stay in there longer. Jax... You pointed out um, he's not really into health stuff. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, what, what does Jax do again? He just he, says like, he just works out and lifts or yeah, something. Not healthy at all. Yeah. I really like learning what the L.A. businesses are called because inevitably when they're not in business, much like New York, it's fun to just keep a list of these names. This one I didn't, <laughs> I didn't remember so as well. so good. You should start doing that for Vanderpump yeah. for the show. Okay, so um, they're both like in a sauna room and inside the sauna room there's like another sauna sort of. So you Like can- an intense closet sauna yes. inside an already busy sauna. Great. Yeah, that's how I would describe it too. So, um they're in they've been in there and Laura's kind of like has her hand on her heart and mm-hmm. is kind of um mimicking maybe someone who is like dehydrated or overheating or their heart is racing or they're having a panic attack, like something is is not right. Yeah. Um and she says she wish she wouldn't have taken her Prozac. That day. Yeah. And she says it twice. She says it again a little, a few minutes later. And I'm going to be just the first to say that I'm, I am no expert on SSRIs or medication in general. But the thing I've always heard, and we even went over this, that like Prozac is a medication that you have to take consistently to have its desired effect. So the fact that she's on and off, kind of scary. Yeah, I'm also under the impression that, you know, I know that on this show that they love Adderall. And I think that's kind of a drug that you can kind of just take and it'll work the first time you take it. Whereas um, something like a a Prozac or those type of medicines, it takes a couple weeks for your body to adjust to it. And you want to kind of keep your dose regulated so that she is kind of popping a Prozac like in the morning, maybe based on what she's doing that day is uh, maybe not great. Yeah, I would err on the side of maybe call your doctor. (laughs) Laurelie, call your doctor. While they're in there too, like Jax doesn't give a single shit. She's like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. My heart's racing. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, Which she I finished think, it twice. Nothing. It, nothing at all. And I don't know. This whole episode, as I've mentioned previous, like, Jax is laying the ground to breaking up with someone. Mm-hmm. And we've either all been there in one way or another or all experienced it <laughs> on the other way. And you just know when someone is talking to you the whole time with, like, half of their attention there and really trying to not talk about the serious stuff. It's intense and shitty. 
one example of his shittiness that you have also brought to the table is she's panicking, she's not having a good time, but she's relying on Jax to like feel comfortable in this sweat sauna moment. And so Jax is in the closet with the glass door. They're communicating and they can still hear each other. Yeah, he's like, is this what it's like talking to your dad in prison? Like they're behind the glass. My jaw dropped to the ground. <laughs> like, why would you ever say that to someone? Yeah, and she was like, you ass. Side eyes over at the camera. <laughs> like, dude, why do you want to bring up my dad who's in prison right now? Let alone if I'm having a panic attack or not or mismedicating. Right. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I forgot for a second. She's in the middle of having a yeah. heart attack or she's having heart palpitations. Yeah. It's just like it's a calming moment memory for her. Granted, Jax's dad at this point, for all we know, is not sick. Oh, His right, dad right. gets sick later. But it's like... For all the talk he has about, like, my dad and dads and family and I'm going to be a dad and all of these things, that in, like, episode seven, he's just like, Such a good point. sucks your dad's in jail, huh? You want to make jokes about it? God. Jax, what is he doing? Mm-mm. I don't know. I think this goes even deeper. Like, if we're going to talk Jax and Laura Lee and we want to talk, we've got a couple of more points you brought, but one of them involves Frank later and... I just think, like, at this time, we're seeing Jax date Laura Lee. But do we ever see Stassi date Frank before her and Jax actually break up? Because it just seems like it's too quick, you know? And that's, like, the whole argument between the witches of WeHo and Stassi. I don't know. Do you think Stassi was maybe doing the same thing Jax has been accused of? It's possible. Um, I mean, it sounds like... I know in episode two, when they're kind of breaking up, Jax is saying that he like slept in his car, which I don't believe. I don't believe it for one minute. (laughs) It's like, no, you didn't. Well, that that (laughs) scenario is Stassi going, where did you sleep last night? Him going, where do you think? And then her going, I called Kristen. You didn't stay with her and Tom. And he goes, "Uh, yeah, I slept in my car. It's like, no, dude. I mean, I guess, I guess it's possible their relationship had, like, toward the end, they were both kind of talking to other people, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, I mean, how how could we know? Yeah. How could we ever know? Yeah, and I also think Stassi's pretty attractive, so first I think it wouldn't be hard for some guy to, like, immediately be, like, down to start talking to her. Yeah. Until she starts opening her mouth and is, like, rude. Whereas Jax needs to put on a chunky sweater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. It's, speaking of which is a weeho, though, like... You brought this, uh, the fact that they're constantly on and off. Yeah. Um, so I think they had just had a fight with Kristen and um, they kind of like resolved it. But then when she came, um, the conversation, I think she came and said she was bored. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. And it's like, if you are just, if you just fought with someone and it's like your first time kind of hanging out, like maybe you should be like walking on eggshells like a little more. Just like a you little don't show bit. up to the plans and be with people who like are kind of just welcome you like back in their clique or whatever. Even if they're not right to do it still, like you shouldn't just show up and be like, what are you guys doing? Like I'm bored. Like, yeah. Well, also the fact that like before she shows up to the pool party, they're all talking like, She's invited to the party, but she's not here, but we had a fight. Do we have to re-invite her over text, or is she just going to show up? (laughs) And then she just showed up and is bored and has to get drinks with Sheena because she's too uncomfortable hanging out with Stassi and Katie. 
Oh boy, wait till they get to season eight and learn about Carter. Mm. Um, this spirals into another point that you brought, Stasi's work ethic, because she comes to a pool party saying, oh, I actually have to work while yeah. we're partying. But there's no Wi-Fi on the roof, so it becomes even harder to work. Right. I think this is actually in a flashback to our episode where, or is it in this episode where Frank calls it a blog? Um, yeah, like, I think I it's a flashback okay. in this one because it happened previously. Okay, my bad. But, but Frank does call it a blog. Yeah, and then she's like, I wish you wouldn't call it a blog. Or she has some kind of comment about him calling it a blog, which, interesting, I, I don't know. Maybe. Because like, it, it, but like, so, <laughs> yeah. but she does have a poor work ethic if she's bringing her laptop to the pool party. Yeah. And then she almost gets fired. Yeah, but it's not... I mean, it's Pandora, who's Lisa's daughter, and yeah. Lisa's there, too, right, yeah. when they're talking about it. So even though it's not, this is, like, another thing where it's kind of like, it's not Sir, but it's kind of related to Sir. I mean, the Vanderpumps are involved, which oh, is, totally. like, your other boss, so it's weird that, like, you would, I don't know. He, she feels like she can get away with something in Pandora because she probably knew Pandora before any of this. That's a really good point. I wonder if Pandora was on Queen Bee's. Someone send the tapes. We need to see Queen Bees. Then in the confessional, when they're talking about it, um, she says that she's doing like everything she can to get it done, which is like totally not true. Mind blowing. You could have had it done, first of all, before today. I don't know when it was assigned. I don't know all the details. You know, I don't. She hadn't turned anything in for three months. <laughs> three months. Oh, so she had three months to work on this? Maybe. Or maybe or she just hasn't turned anything, anything in. in for three they're months. Like, so she doesn't... Dude, we have to fire you if you don't bring something in. Yeah. So this is chaotic. But I understand even if like you get a last minute. Like, like I'm from Florida. Like, there's a, someone's having just a cool like party Jax or something. And Tom Schwartz. Yeah, they're from Florida. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just like them. Yeah. And 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 then uh, didn't um. Oh yeah, Schwartz went to FSU. Wasn't he gonna be a doctor? Like I think FSU? so. <laughs> and now he just models saxophones with Jax. Or yeah. Whatever. Um, but it's like she could have woke up early and wrote it. Like even she had to wake up at like five and do it from like five to seven and then get ready and go to the pool. I mean, that's just like how you, you know, you work hard, play hard or whatever. But I thought it was weird that when she was in the confessional, which is I think the confessional is usually like her talking to the audience. It's supposed to be. Yeah. But I mean, that's all the vibe I've always got. Yeah. And in the confessional, she said she was doing everything she could to get it done, which isn't true. And we know that's not true. So I thought it was a weird yeah. thing to say. And I don't know if she believed that or she... As a like telling weird. herself a million times, just like, <laughs> back at it. She can't. She, I, I did try. I'm, I'm not versed enough in this type of television uh, to know the whole truth, especially when you're looking at a first season of a show uh, versus like the newest season of a show. But I always feel like those confessionals or the in the moments are recorded after the show and they've been able to see some sort of rough cut. But I don't know if that's the case on the first season of like Vanderpump Rules. It feels like we're like, we need to like, we sculpt this show into whatever story we're going to tell. Because like, like, so whatever story they're trying to tell, they have to do these in the moments to then help stitch everything together, which then maybe they just have to lie to themselves to make their stories sound at all feasible. We all play our part in that. <laughs> I don't. I just watch and enjoy it. Thanks for being on 
this episode of Vanderpump Robs, Courtney. Thank you for having me. I know you plugged your Twitter last time, but you should probably plug it again or anything else you'd want to, you know, if you want to, the fans want to reach out more. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Courtney Soliday. Um, That's really the only platform. Um, but yeah, just watch Vanderpump Rules and subscribe to Vanderpump Rob. Yeah. And uh, help us uh, get into BravoCon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Thank you. Yep, another great interview. Thanks again, Courtney, for joining me. And now it's time for today's dumpster moment. I mentioned it earlier, but Jax's breakup prep might be the most awkward thing I've seen all season. So you kind of went, you went behind my back and did it without telling me. I don't know why people are saying that, like, I'm a bad influence. I mean, you're, you're doing your, every time I've noticed you're drinking, you're lying to me about it, A, which I know you, I understand. That's what I told you I would do that. I get so you're lying about it. That's why I'm, I'm a little nervous about you going to my house. There's a bar there, and I'm going to be at work. What if I come over so- That's all for this week. Join me next episode for the season one finale of Vanderpump Rules, where I'm joined by comic and actor Ileana Innocencia. But don't worry, I know there's also a reunion to watch. Until then, please leave me a positive review on your podcatcher of choice. Thanks again to Connor Lynch for editing today's interview, to Jeremy Siegel for composing my theme music, to Bill Tilly for that great phone call as well as designing all the VPR cards, and to Alex Goldman of Reply All for providing an intro on today's episode. See you next episode. Wait, Rob, is that who we're talking about?